0: Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Gianna Malillo, Associate Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. Providers who treat high-need, high-cost patients can face challenges to deliver efficient and effective care. Health centers funded by the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA, otherwise known as Federally Qualified Health Centers, or FQHCs, provide care to nearly 30 million Americans, many of whom are uninsured or underinsured. Because data on these patients' complexity and utilization patterns are limited, researchers set out to better define these patient populations using information from the 2014 Health Center Patient Survey. On this episode of Managed Carecast, we speak with two authors of a paper recently published in the American Journal of Managed Care, titled Intersection of Complexity and High Utilization Among Health Center Patients Aged 18 to 64. Welcome to Managed Carecast, Dr. Parat and Dr. Sripipatthana. To begin, could you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about the work you do?
1: Uh, well, I'm, I'm Alex and the Director for Data and Evaluation here in the Office of Quality Improvement um, at Hearst's Bureau of Primary Health Care. And in our functional unit, we oversee um, the data collection strategies for the health center program, Um, most often referred to as uh, community health centers, federally qualified health centers, health centers in general. Um, We oversee um, all facets of data from the collection of data on health centers to analyzing those data points um, disseminating those data points to a host of data users or uh, stakeholders that are interested in the health center program.
2: I'm Nadira Porat. I'm a uh, professor at UCLA uh, Fielding School of Public Health, uh, Department of Health Policy and Management. I'm also associate director at the UCLA Center for Health Policy Research. I'm interested in disparities in access to care and um, the focus a lot on the population um, that use the safety net, safety net providers. I look at supply issues. I look at care delivery patterns and I focus on a lot of different subgroups of the population, racial ethnic groups, uh, populations with different language proficiency with um, immigration status, uh, etc. I've also looked at a broad range of type of services, medical care, behavioral health care, oral health care.
0: And so why did you set out to investigate the complexity and utilization patterns of patients at hersa funded health centers, otherwise known as FQHCs?
1: I'll kick us off. Um, well, HRSA funds and co-authors research projects to support the health center program and collect evidence for data-driven healthcare initiatives. This study contributes to HRSA's larger research efforts to identify health center patients' needs um, through continuous assessment and quality improvement of the health center program. More specifically, um, we have a sound appreciation for our patients Um, and that they're diverse in meaningful ways, including their needs. This study provided us an opportunity to better understand what some of those unique needs are, given particular characteristics, and the ability to better prepare our health centers to provide holistic care. I'll
2: add to that a little bit. Um, So we definitely wanted to weigh in and a really important concern in the healthcare system today, which is high costs of care in patients that generate them. Um, health centers provide care to some of the most vulnerable populations that have multiple chronic conditions, are low income, frequently uninsured, face other social disadvantages uh, that determine their health and prevent effectiveness of the care that they receive. So we wanted to really get a better understanding of the health of the health center patients to help guide better approaches for their care.
0: How did you carry out your study and how did you define complex patients? So we set out to think comprehensively
2: about what makes patients complex and um, that they require different approaches from providers when treating them. it's, it's, you can argue that it's easier to treat a patient that has diabetes as their only condition compared to someone that has diabetes, depression, heart disease, or someone that has schizophrenia and kidney disease. You can imagine that the care of patients that have multiple conditions or other factors that are complicating their health is going to be a lot more difficult than taking care of patients that have a uh, perhaps fewer conditions or less complex profile so we 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 wanted to really understand who are the patients what is a complete package and and how then you would go best about caring for for folks um with that profile so um we the The methodology that we use is latent class analysis, which actually allows you to classify patients into different groups instead of typically, you know, when we look at data, we look at someone who has diabetes, you know, what proportion of the population has diabetes and how do you take care of them? And you look at conditions separately. The methodology that we used allowed us to look at these, the occurrence or um, uh, co- you know combined prevalence of these conditions among individuals, um, and then that allows us to look at factors that uh, complicate care delivery, inclusive of chronic conditions, substance use disorders, mental health conditions, obesity status, and health behaviors like smoking. So it's sort of a comprehensive look, and then. We also added the dimension of utilization because you wanna understand um, people that perhaps have a more complex profile, what kind of service utilization um, they have, you know, sort of how does it all come together? And um, so we uh, looked at utilization of, primary care uh, uh, visits since health centers provide primary care mainly, and then use of acute care, such as emergency department visits. Um, This is also, we were were, uh, working within the confines of the data that was available to us. So we didn't have enough information to use other acute care, for example. We couldn't look at specialty care, but we were able to bring these two factors
0: together. Can you go over the main findings and whether or not any surprised you?
2: Sure. So
0: um,
2: we we didn't, we weren't necessarily surprised the clustering of patients into the the groups, the three groups or categories that we defined in our study actually made a lot of sense. Um, We found uh, one class of individuals that had multiple chronic conditions, those were the dominant uh, characteristics and it it included uh, prevalent ambulatory care sensitive conditions such as diabetes and hypertension, but also a high rate of obesity. So uh, the, the, the chronic conditions combined with obesity, uh, that was the primary uh, characteristic of the first group. The second group or class were individuals were they did have some chronic conditions, but their dominant characteristics were mental health conditions such as depression and anxiety. And then it was also confounded by, or, or another characteristic was the fact they they were current smokers. And a third group of patients, which in fact did not really have high pre- prevalence of any of the chronic conditions or any of the mental health conditions that we included or behaviors, and they were relatively ro- low risk individuals. Um, we then looked at the utilization um, of these uh, of folks and we we identified three categories of people. Those that were called, them, we call them super utilizers. They used a lot of outpatient care and emergency department visits, but it was a pretty small proportion, somewhere around 3%. A second category that were high utilizers, they had more outpatient care than emergency department visits around 20 some percent. And then another category, the largest category around 70% that were actually low utilizers. so then we brought the two concepts together we we had three categories of patients with specific uh, health characteristics and then we had uh, category three categories that had specific utilization characteristics we put them together and what was what emerged from that is that the we found really depression and anxiety seemed to be the determinants uh, that that drove super and high utilization of services. So um, the findings were not necessarily surprising, but really helpful in pointing out where providers may need to focus their energies.
0: What are some of the challenges of providing care to patients at FQHCs? I know you touched on this a little bit earlier on, but is there anything else you wanted to include or elaborate upon?
1: Sure, I'll I'll, I'll kick us off on our end. Um, Well, health centers serve many patients with a high burden of disease. For example, 50% of health center patients have been diagnosed with depression, 35% with generalized anxiety, 28% with hypertension. Um, Of course, many patients experience concurrent conditions. Additionally, many health center patients come from historically medically underserved communities are uninsured or underinsured, and or have difficulty accessing care. Um, While not unique to health centers, to the extent possible, we should take into account the complexity of healthcare needs and socioeconomic factors when providing care to patients. Um, Furthermore, uh, our patients typically have multiple demands or priorities that compete with obtaining healthcare. Some patients may be the sole economy for their households and these patients may not be compensated for time away from work in order to obtain needed healthcare. Additionally, some patients may rely on public transportation to obtain their care, which can translate to substantial time for commuting, and again, time away from work. All of these factors heighten the importance to maximize each care encounter. Asking a patient to come back for additional services may be a tall order to fill for some. So better understanding the needs of patients with complex health issues can better prepare health centers and their care teams to deliver comprehensive care at each care step.
0: And moving on from the clinical to the economic perspective, why is it so important to improve the health of these patients who receive care at FQHCs?
1: Well, um, the purpose of the health center program is to provide high-quality primary care to historically underserved communities. Um, regardless of patient's ability to pay. And they do this through nearly 1,400 health centers and more than 13,000 delivery sites. Improving access to high quality care can lead to a healthier and more prosperous working population. Um, Moreover, ensuring healthcare and good health for all persons gives them a fair shot at the American dream. And I think that we all win, including economically, when the entire population can reach its potential. And I think that good health is foundational to reaching that potential.
2: Alex said it so well. Uh, I think, you know, the the, the, uh, specific public health principles of, um, you know, you you need to lift all boats, you need to, if you want a healthy society, you need to help everyone. And, you know, uh, within that is the concept of equity because, you know, just, we also need to address the fact that some populations need um, different types of help in order to promote you know their health and well-being. And I, I don't think we can underemphasize the, the importance of health in economic um, success um, and you know the the for for many years now, we have we are um, following the principles of you provide better care. Providing better care leads to better health, and better health also leads to lower costs, which also means um, we spend le- less um, on uh, services that are not necessary. So um, all of those together, uh, I think, are important.
0: Going back to your research specifically, you found that the mental health class was characterized clinically by a high prevalence of mental health conditions, along with other cardiovascular disease risk factors like smoking, obesity, and hypertension. How can this finding be translated into clinical practice to improve outcomes? Well,
2: all of the findings have practice implications. I think um, you know, just, just the, the conditions that we're talking about, I, I, I guess the, our, our analysis showed that all these conditions are interconnected. For this particular uh, category that you mentioned, um, it may be that people may smoke and eat fast foods trying to deal with anxiety and depression, which in turn can then increase the likelihood of hypertension and obesity. So if you're treating someone with mental health conditions, you might also want to think about screening them for smoking and body mass index, and then helping patients managing their uh, unhealthy behaviors. The findings really underscore the importance of the whole person care rather than treating one problem at a time, you need to you need to figure out all of the different things that are happening with the individual and then try to address those together if you really want to make a difference. Um, so if you just focus on treating the mental health, but you don't address these others additional issues that are going on with the patient, you're much less likely to succeed either addressing the mental health condition or the other challenges that the patient's
0: facing. So outside of those actions, are there any additional steps needed to improve care of patients that were included in this study?
1: Um, Sure, our, our agency HRSA is conducting additional research to learn more about what health centers are already doing to address their patients' complex needs um, beyond what the clinical team can provide. Um, We know that many health centers integrate access to pharmacy, mental health, substance use disorder care, um, oral health services, um, and areas where economic, geographic, or cultural barriers can limit access to affordable healthcare. What we want to explore is how health centers are providing access to these specialty services. This includes investigating how Um, patient-centered medical home certification may influence staffing mix and care coordination or care integration. Um, Additionally, we're we're researching how health centers leverage partnerships, referral networks, and other community resources that can address patients' needs from a social determinants of health or social risk factors um, paradigm.
2: Alex said exactly what what we are thinking. you know, it's it's uh, managing complex patients uh, sort of requires that you actually have additional tools in your tool chest. And by that, I mean having the other uh, a, a multidisciplinary staff and providers on the team. And one of the, Um, aspects of health centers is that, in fact, compared to many other providers of care, they do have more multidisciplinary staff and providers. The the main uh, question is, are you actually bringing these providers together, trying to integrate care and manage patients better, you know, so the patient's uh, center medical home that Alec mentioned means that you actually um, uh, have you establish a care team to manage the care of the patient so that and that care team is multidisciplinary so you do have you know um nurses and medical assistants and behavioral health care providers and a pharmacist and and depending on what the profile of the patient is you need to bring together different types of skills, to help the patient, nutritionists, you know, physical therapists, you know, you, you, can, you can think about how important it is to have those kinds of um, uh, providers that can sort of deal with everything and help the patient better.
0: This investigation was conducted using data from 2014. In your opinion, if the data had been collected in more recent years, would you expect the COVID pandemic to have altered the findings? Pandemic,
2: of course, has impacted all of us, but those of us that have more disadvantages or vulnerabilities have been hit hardest. Um, Mental health conditions such as depression, anxiety, and some behaviors such as drinking, smoking, or weight gain may have gotten worse during the pandemic. I think we've all heard some of those stories um, But the pandemic has also had a dampening effect on utilization, at least earlier in the pandemic where people were staying away um, um, and not receiving some of the important services such as preventive care and uh, care management. So of course we don't know exactly how things changed for the health center patients at this point. But the, um, I guess the good news is that there is a, a new patient survey that is in the last stages of data collection, which will actually provide insights into how things changed during the pandemic.
1: We do have another um, wave of the patient survey out in the field, and um, we actually included um, some pandemic-specific type of questions and response categories that we'll be able to parcel out maybe issues that are unique um, during this time period, and and certainly we'll have a better sense of how that has impacted um, care access and care use of our health center patients.
0: Well, those are all the questions I had planned, but is there anything we didn't touch on either of you would like to include, or do you have any closing thoughts you'd like to share?
2: Particularly, I think one of the challenges of managing complex patients, I'm going a little bit off of what we discussed in our paper, but some of the, uh, as we were preparing for it, you know, we're also thinking about the challenge of challenges of managing complex patients. We, we are talking about providers doing, um, you know, as they try to manage these patients, there's also appears to be a lack of guidelines that actually help providers deal with patients that have multiple chronic conditions. And when you're caring for someone that has more than one condition, it is a much more complex ask than when you are, um, if, if you were just managing diabetes. So I think that's one of the background pieces of information that, that came up as we were thinking about the study is the fact that Providers also don't necessarily have all the tools um, that they need to manage complex patients. I think that that's worth thinking about uh, when you are thinking about the care of complex patients and high utiliza, util- utilizers of services.
1: I hope that this study is just the beginning of continued conversations to better understand um, the needs of of patients, particularly those patients that are served in, in our healthcare safety net. Um, you know, with complexity comes multifactoral issues that we, we should certainly take into account as we try to care for um, each patient in a whole person manner. Um, I, I, I do think this is a, a wonderful opportunity for us to bring some important issues to the table and better understand some of the um, interdependencies of um, our understanding of disease and, and, and treating um, those mm-hmm. patients and you know, some, certainly the some of the cost implications of caring for those patients.
0: Great. Well, thank you both so much for joining us today. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. It's been a great having this conversation.
0: learn more about this issue, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC journal. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.